Three, two, one. Begin. It's too fast for you, I know. Way too fast. You go too fast. Did you like that one? I did. No, yeah, it's, I thought you would. <laughs> he wasn't acting like that in that moment. I, I'm just. It's out of chronology, Rob. Should our more erudite listeners wish to understand your reference, I gave them a little help. Maybe they should listen to Mozart's symphony about farts. That was technically a Salieri parody. Oh, still. Awesome. They even fart backwards. I don't know what that means. Did you not see how it is? I have. It just, like, I don't they remember. They do backwards. They walk backwards. They talk backwards. They even fart backwards. That's stupid. Oh, yeah. Oh, evil eye tub. <laughs> Working with you is a joy. <laughs> I say that so sincerely. Um, okay. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> All right, here we go. Welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. This is season three, episode one, total episode 13, I think. Azkaban! Azkaban. Prisoner of Azkaban. We're starting with... Uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Chapter 1, Owl Post. I don't know if we have anything to do before we get into this episode. I but do actually have. Let's do that, let's, whatever I it have, is. I have a thing. This is the first book, I'm rereading it, um, it's, it certainly feels, after going through the other two, this is where J.K. Rowling is coming into her writing voice. Like, okay. she's... It's the first two had kind of a well, you got, you're got writing a children's book, you have to do these things, and maybe that's where some of the whimsy came from. Mm-hmm. Now she's like, no, I'm going to write like me. There's a There's a different tonal shift and in this book the movie has so many adaptations and things cut out of it you're getting kind of like a lot of things that were lost now you're getting you you didn't know uh how ron and hermione got to diagon alley there's a number of things we haven't even really got to yet but so far this is going to be the first one where you're going to see kind of behind a lot of the subtext of the movie Um, what did you think of Prisoner of Azkaban, the film? Because it's a great adaptation of the book, if you're a fan. So you not being a fan, what was just, what your uh, impression of the film and then what you've noticed so far is different? Well, it, uh... You don't remember being, per se, confused by the movie. Yeah, I'm confused by all these movies. <laughs> it's like... Okay. <laughs> like... Like, the whole idea of what Sirius Black in prison for exactly, like, and, and that he didn't do it, and why, how was he framed for that? Like, all that stuff is not stuff I have a real solid grasp oh, okay, on. Okay, okay. Um, I know that those, again, are big broad strokes, but I don't remember why. And I don't remember, there just seems to be, like, one of these things about these books is that it just seems like there's this whole, like, clandestine world in in the wizarding world where, like, you know... Uh, you know, Lupin and Sirius, they all know Sirius is innocent. They know he was like a double agent or some shit. They don't know that? No. Well, like... Nobody knows Sirius is innocent at this point. Well, see, all of this is very confusing. <laughs> see, all I'm, you have to know... In fact, I don't even know Sirius is innocent. I know that there's a mass murderer escaped from I don't even know his prison. first name. Do I? I don't... I think they, they just, just said Black. They keep calling him Black as far yeah. as I can tell so far. Uh, they might have said Sirius Black in the article. Maybe. But we haven't got there yet. No. We're in chapter one, Owl Post. <clears throat> well, you asked me about the movie. Uh, and I, I remember... Just because watching the movie, there's a lot of nods and winks if you've read the book. Like, we're, this is a thing you know about because you're a fan. Right. We're not going to go into it because we only have X amount of minutes. Yeah. So we're not doing the Chris Columbus thing. Yeah. We're moving on. And, the, and and so someone who's not seen the movie, you don't remember it that well, but someone who's not seen the movie, I, I always wonder, or someone who's not read the book, if they've only seen the movie, would that be confusing to them? 
I mean, I don't even, I legit don't even know if I would notice winks and nods if I didn't know about them ahead of time. Okay. So like, it might not be confusing. It might just come off of like the whimsy you're describing them kind of like moving away from. Sure. I remember liking this movie. I remember liking it felt darker. I remember really liking Sirius Black as a character the entire series. Mm -hmm. Um, I like his dynamic with Harry uh, a lot. There's a lot about the way that he fits into the story that really breathes a fresh breath into this fucking story like where it's like oh cool it's a little bit darker in a way that feels more serious I'm really sorry i used that the, word you know, just like, then. it wasn't yeah, even yeah just I if it's serious it's serious i wasn't even trying i feel like that pun is used a lot in this. It, I, I serious i seriously wasn't trying well, i understand with in all seriousness okay stop. Wasn't, I'm, I, <laughs> I really i can't stop You've gone because too I'm, far. I'm not trying it's very oh god okay so uh it's just a fucking Rube Goldberg, man. Like, I'm just stuck on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it, it has a lot of, like, weight and uh, maturity added to the, to the story that was like, felt like it was missing in a lot of ways. But again, as we talked about in fucking two seasons of this show, uh, it, it had, those serious things had existed in the past, the, those heavy moments, but mm -hmm. they always felt like they were out of place. Or not even always, but just like, how can you go from being so silly about something immediately to like, you know, Hermione Granger's petrified. <laughs> like, how can you go from, I'm going to fight a guy about stealing the snitch or stealing like a, whatever the fuck uh, Draco stole from Longbottom. The remember all. The remember all. And then, and then be like, we're going to fight. And it's like, that's kind of silly. And then be like, Oh yeah, by the way, uh, uh, remember that redheaded girl? Her bones are going to lie in a hidden chamber in the school forever. And it's like, that is hard for me to <laughs> leap from. <laughs> like those, the, the severity sure, sure. of those two realities are, it's like impassable, the distance between them, but we're expected to leap it. And it feels just so, it just, so, so, so serious Black brings into it a lot of of a, of a of connective tissue between like the the tension of these stories. I, I at least in my remembrance of the film, mm -hmm. I have no idea if that works in the movie in the book. But I also feel like this book does, in in my recollection, get a lot more credence than uh, other books. This is like one of those books where people are like, oh yeah, though, but like book three, right? Like right. that's the one. So uh, I'm I'm psyched to read it. Um, but we should just get into these chapters. Do you have any more housekeeping? Um, I, I don't think so yet, no. Okay. I don't think I really do either. I don't have too uh, many notes, but I feel like I've got a lot of discussion points. So I, I, I uh, Just starting off this, I do want to say uh, a little bit of an apology. We did take some time off. We are about three weeks out from the last time we recorded and published. Thank you all for listening in again before we get started. I just want to say the reason we took that time off is we did record some commentaries for the last two uh, movies. And eventually those will be up on Patreon yep. for purchase uh, by becoming a patron. So please head over to patreon.com slash deathreaders. Check us out, become a patron, and you can get that extra content that we so selfishly kept from you for weeks. Um, but we're back. So here we, we go back. into chapter one, Owlpost. All right. I'm on page three, man. Where are you? Let's go for it. Harry knows how to pick locks. What yeah, the we... fuck is this? <laughs> Since when? Since the Weasleys. Were introduced picking locks. It's, it's important to know this kind of muggle trick when they got Harry's trunk out in the last book. That was her. T remember how I mentioned the Hand of Glory? Mm -hmm. And I said, we got to remember the Hand of Glory and we'll come back to the Hand of Glory in book six. Yeah, but I thought you were like just making some sort of vague like. Um, they're connected. This is <laughs> Hand of Glory watch. <laughs>
Remember the Hand of Glory sounds like something... You're going to be so disappointed when we get to book six. We're going to be so disappointed. (laughs) You're like, what the fuck? Remember the Hand of Glory sounds like something a dying space captain would say to a cadet (laughs) that was, like, taking the helm (laughs) as they piloted themselves into a black hole. Remember the Hand of Glory. (laughs) And then that compels them somewhere. But I don't know what the fuck it means. I mean, I know it's a mummified hand. She she filled her her own frog DNA. She, She said the Weasleys can pick locks. They say to Harry, it's useful to know this kind of thing, and we are to, Ergo, we are left to assume that they've sent... Through osmosis. In, in between, Harry's gone, show me how to pick locks. I want to figure this out. I, this would be... I live at the Dursleys. It'd be a useful muggle trick to learn. That's <laughs> quite a frown. <laughs> I'm just saying, sometimes Harry does stupid shit, like pretends he's not from the muggle world and that happens a couple times in this in these chapters where he'll be like he'll slip and be like oh you know like a muggle thing and then he'll like cut himself off and be like oh i meant like you know at my school well, he can't, that's a bad word in his house he why would he muggle. ever like okay but it sort of implies that like he's gone through so much change in the last two years that his vocabulary his reflexive vocabulary yeah, is that's, different that's fair i would say there's a different quality of my memories from 13 and before and 13 after. Harry's maturing. He's becoming a real person now, and he's done all of that in the wizarding world. Nine, ten months at a time among those people. Sure, but like... Everything I else is a haze. I don't think in that situation do you really... And maybe it's just part of the, one of my issues with this whole concept, which I will come up to again in these chapters, is just this idea that these worlds are somehow separate but connected, but with like this thin but sturdy veil between them. Where like once you pass over into the wizarding world, the 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 muggle world becomes the muggle world, as opposed to just the world. That feels weird. Like what I'm saying is Harry's base world should sure. be the muggle world. It should just be the world. He should he should be looking at that as his default, based on eleven years of existence beforehand. I think she's making the argument that he's always felt a little different, a little like an outcast. Your DNA in it right now. <laughs> no, I'm you're saying, doing it. This is inimical to the plot. If I use that word, correctly. I don't even know what that word means. Why'd you use that word? It's a good word, felt right, you know. <laughs> well, either way, <laughs> Harry can pick locks. Anyway, Harry can pick locks. That's weird. I don't like it. Okay. I, I mean, I do. I am a linear kind of analytical thinker in that sort of way. I really like it when it's like I would just much rather have an experience Harry had where he learned to pick locks or was like or said. Hey, could you teach me that? If he said to one of the Weasleys, "Oh, like, hey, while I'm at your house for these two months, if can you, you put show every me? one of those in the books, these books would be twice as long." And yeah, That's I'd like read them all. Five but... words more. But I feel like that you would be requesting that kind of scene a lot. I would, and I, but I feel like that's sort of what I'm getting at. Is it's not like, oh, the books would be too long. It's like, why aren't they written better? <laughs> I feel, I feel like <laughs> it's just a shorthand. Clearly, Maybe at some point, is. he learned from his good friends, those mischievous Weasleys. How to flout muggle law. See, it, that's not how it comes off to me. And I get that. Maybe it'll come out later where she'll write that as a retcon sort of in the next several chapters. Read him the seventh time. Yes, you know. No. You know. Yeah, exactly. But but like how it's how it seems is like, wow, what else does this kid suddenly know that I don't know? Can I trust him again? And it's more just distrust of the lead character. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm on page four now. Go for it. I'm a, I, I think I don't have anything specifically page-wise until 26. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so right, this whole chapter's me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do um, it. This is Azkaban. How many times? Defend it to the death. How many times do we have to, like, read 
more about the Dursleys like mistreating Harry four, four more times four, four more times without without it being recon, like reconciled that yeah by the way they have a completely justifiable fear of wizards like take away disregard all, all the things Harry has done mm-hmm. all of the horrible things they've had to endure that I've pointed out plenty of times in this show and just like the one example of their sister and brother-in-law being murdered by mm. wizards and then Harry being attempted murdered and coming to live with them. Just that one thing. Like if you knew sometimes all it takes to get a change perspective on something like, let's say gun rights okay. or like gun laws is to know someone who's been murdered by a gun sure, or, and to feel or like had man, a horrible experience or, or like, you know, known someone who died in a mass shooting sure. or something. And then if you can't, if you're not a person who can already empathize with that kind of loss and that kind of tragedy and feel like, Oh, maybe we could do something about this ahead of time. And like, change shit up before this happens again mm-hmm. sometimes people it takes just the the thing happening to them so it occurs to me that with like the dursleys it could be just like that it could be it could have been so traumatic for them mm-hmm. that they instantly just were like you know went into defensive mode and just decided like i can't i can't i can't be around wizards they they send us into panics and so all of that trauma and and stress is just ever present when dealing with Harry. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always there being, like, reminding them, like, fuck, as long as he's here, it's like a beacon of death. Like, he's just sitting here calling trouble to our house constantly. And we know that the the worst that can be is that we die. Or our son dies. Mm-hmm. Or my sister who comes to visit dies. And, and this kid has all that same sort of power and potential. Clearly doesn't care about controlling it. And oftentimes gets so like full of anxiety or rage like teenage preteen rage that he lashes out and hurts people like i i can't communicate enough how empathetic that should like you should have how much empathy you should have for them (laughs) as a reader but like it's it's not painted that way and it's gross it's upsetting how it's not (laughs) written that way how they're like she just fat shames them again and again and again and then like or or just like talks about how cruel they are there's no and I get it's a kid's book. It feels very Roald Dolly. Like if, a lot of these, I'm realizing are very Roald Dolly. Mm-hmm. And 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 I get that that's part of it is that you're not seeing a full perspective, and that's sort of like the charm and the whimsy, and you're just supposed to not think the way I'm thinking. But fuck that. <laughs> these people are people, presumably. Right. And like all people are complex. Yes, and and we or at least have imp, have have their own weaknesses, have their own concerns, and we are not given a chance sure. to like experience that or check that out. And again, it's like, we're mostly getting this through kind of Harry's perspective. Like, I think these books aren't necessarily written in first person, but they're not really in like third either. They're, Correct. They're the, the kind of a weird... almost always follows Harry. Right. Or there's a reason it doesn't, but yeah. Right. But so, so we kind of get like a skewed sort of from his perspective take on everything. Mm. So there's never like a moment where it's like, um, what... Like, why exactly does, you know, Uncle Vernon want, why did he invent that story about Harry belonging to, like, going to a prison school for, like, deranged kids? Mm -hmm. Like, it's easy to say, oh, that's because he just hates Harry, and that's such a horrible thing to, like, tell somebody about a kid. But, like, honestly, like, considering the things they've had to live through, it might be a really easily believable story, and sometimes that's the thing you need to go with, Mm -hmm. is, like... 
what can people like agree is likely and then you're like it makes everything easier like she clearly hates harry she thinks he's a he's a monster too because he kind of is right um as these books progress, you're, it's a, she's trying really hard to make it make Harry more undeniably sympathetic, but I think that's stupid and she's wrong because <laughs> she doesn't give a fair shot to anybody else. Like that's if she just give a shot to the Dursleys and be like, "Yeah, the best thing for them to do is to not live with each other." Like, I, oh wow, I've written myself into a corner. Like <laughs> these people don't want to be with him. He doesn't want to be with them. Why are they all still together? Right. It doesn't make sense. There's plenty of opportunity for him to be somewhere else. Or unless, of course, like I mentioned in previous seasons, Harry has this compulsion and this desire to hate the Dursleys and, and abuse them himself. Like I, he gets off on it. There are reasons that he's supposed to stay there. Yeah, but he doesn't know those. That's and true. why don't we know them? Like <laughs> we should know them by now. Oh. Agreed. And Harry should probably know them by now, too, which will be a plot point. Also, is it not like being informed? The whole idea of like it's a place to keep Harry safe, right? Like that's a big part of it. Mm -hmm. Fucking Dumbledore doesn't have to use a fucking phone book or like, you know, a record system to like look or excuse me, Voldemort. God damn it. It's going <laughs> to happen nonstop seven seasons. Uh, <laughs> uh, Voldemort doesn't know how to like, the, like find out who's related to who. He knows who Lily Potter is, right? Right. He he can't he can't find their house. Why? Is, he is, could sit on. He, he could sit he, on he, Privet he could, Drive. He could sit on Privet. He could he could be on the sidewalk looking directly between number three and number five and not see it. Fucking magic, whatever. Yeah, just like Grimmauld Place. Well, what? you don't know what Grimmauld Place Ever. is. Ever. I don't know what it is yet. I don't know what the Order of the Phoenix is. <laughs> I could cry a million Phoenix tears, and it wouldn't heal my memory to know what that is. Wow, that's deep. Sex and prog rock. The, the blackness of my mind. Dude, are you serious? It's dead serious. <laughs> That's ahead. book six. Go out and pick some Dead looping. serious? Dead serious is like book six? It's fine. Fuck. Damn it. Pick some, pick um, some looping. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> page 11. Page 11. Go for it. Just, just bother me that they have this whole bit about like... By the way, this whole podcast is shit that bothers me. <laughs> um... They have this whole thing where the Weasleys go to Egypt and they send this thing like with all this cool shit and like says there's a, there's a line in there somewhere about how like man ancient Egyptian wizards sure, sure were cool and I was just like why don't we get to read about them that sounds exciting and fun like what is that world like how does that help inform this world it doesn't <laughs> she just it's just a fucking icing on the cake. It means nothing. It's no nutritional value. It just looks great. I'm sure all this stuff is written down somewhere, but... No. <laughs> I am sure it is not. <laughs> the most important parts are in this book. Oh, it seems like not the important parts. <laughs> wow. <laughs> seems like the most boring stuff is what we're reading. And... Hulk review book. <laughs> You know, I would smash this if I could. Um, I don't know. It just bothers me. I want I want to read the cool stuff. I want to read the old school stories about the founding of Hogwarts. I want to, we, like we talked about last season, I want to know what happened there. That sounds exciting. That sounds like high fantasy wizard shit that would make this shit all seem so much cooler than like what it is. Or like badass old Egyptian wizards, probably with mummies and zombies and scarabs, all that shit. Awesome. I gotta say the Bring the, it in. the body horror curses in the tomb sounded amazing. Yeah, they I, did. I wanted to read more. Me about too. That was David Cronenbergian. Yes, it's awesome. 
grew, grew grew an extra head and things. You're like, what else happened? Yeah. Like, why does she like? It's like she teases us. Well, she knows kids are getting older. They can handle a little bit darker, but they can't go full dark. Okay, even even if I like say, okay, yeah, sure, the Harry Potter book series, fine. Why do we have to have fucking uh, Fantastic Beasts? Why that story? Why is that the next thing? There's so much else out there that seems so much cooler. That fucking Fantastic Beast bullshit better pay off because <laughs> it is exhausting. They're gonna make a third movie. Really, now. it's that bad. It, I, the second one did. It did really horribly. bad. It got pushed. The third got pushed back in that way that like might in, die in another year. They'll be like, oh yeah, it's pushed back indefinitely. Yeah. Bugs Life Two. Bugs Life Two. I don't know if there's ever even a movie. I'm sure there was talk. But there hasn't been. Poor Dave Foley. It's been four Toy Stories. Have you seen Toy Story Four? I did. Is it good? It, I, I liked it the least of all of them, but okay, that isn't to say it's bad. Got it. It's like it's fourth on the list. Yeah. Okay. But like that's mostly just because it's like you're, you're one of those people that go like what two, three, one, four. Kinda. Yeah. Called it. I mean, one's really, really good. Two's like next level good, and then three is like you can't have three without two. Right. But I feel like you could have two without one. <laughs> Kinda. Like. <laughs> anyway. What were we talking about? Okay, so. Uh, talk about Egyptian wizard curses. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, we could have this really cool adventure story that I would be so into. And it would be, and again, I guess maybe that's the thing is like for some reason Fantastic Beasts has a bigger audience appeal. Maybe that's the case. Maybe like we mentioned last season, it's more of just like how George Lucas wanted Star Wars to be, which is absolutely just for kids. But I, I'm not that. And I want Harry Potter to be fucking awesome and fun. And it's just this whole, again, once again, this whole podcast is just going to be me struggling with not being the target audience for this book. What's something positive you like from this chapter? That it ended. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure that everyone who's listening knows there was not an edit there. That was how quick I responded. <laughs> that was real time. Cut so much out. <laughs> <laughs> no. It, <laughs> um, <laughs> I like the Egyptian shit. I liked. No, I liked uh, that. I liked Errol. I think Errol's funny. I kind of just wish they put him down, but like, because I feel bad for him. But I liked Errol. I liked that Hedwig finally got out. I liked that Harry had an excuse to be like, "Oh, they find they let the Dursleys let me keep him out." It's like, dude, they probably made you. <laughs> they probably forced you because that bird was like dying. Whatever. How much damage do you think the Ford did to the Dursleys' window? It didn't hurt the window. It just pulled the bars off, and the bars were new. Yeah, but the bars were still screwed into like frames, weren't they? No, no, they were screwed right into the to like the bricks. So it would have just put some made holes. holes. Okay. Some putty would fix that. Yeah, got it. Okay, you could you could just throw some more. You know, was it mortar? Some. I'm sure they have brick repair. Yeah, whatever it is. I'm trying to remember what the slurry that they have that they paste that's, on bricks is called. Yeah, that's mortar. Yeah, okay. Just probably put some more of that in there. Okay. I don't know. I'm not a bricklayer. I'm, I've heard that. I'm actually. a doctor, not a bricklayer. See, that's a Star Trek reference. What Trek? Specifically to it as a very that's a. That is a real quote. That isn't even just an illusion, like a, one of those fake I'm a doctor not a, or whatever. That's a real one. From an episode. This is the kind of intense references you get when you listen to Death Readers. Detail work. 
Yeah. Real specific, nuanced, I don't know which episode, and I don't remember anything else. But I know it is from an episode. Is it's it, the one where there's like that... Are they in the castle? No, there's like this molten rock monster that's like really slowly like melting shit, and then like Spock like mind melds with it or something, and then like they're like, Bones, you gotta help him, and Bones is like, I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I don't know why he's that guy. Yeah, I don't know why he's that guy because <laughs> I can't do it to Forrest Kelly the, from the south. Uh, I don't know. You hold your lips really tight. I think. Yeah, you gotta, Jim. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. Jim, you green-blooded elf, or pointy-eared elf. I don't know. You're right. The lips lips help a lot, but really get them tight. <laughs> it, it's an audio medium. The face didn't help. Chapter two. Remember when you made that joke really quickly, that was good. This is all cut. <laughs> Chapter 2, Aunt Marge's big mistake. Page 16. For me, I don't know. Here, page keep, keep going. Keep going. Piggy little eyes fixed on the screen and his five chins wobbling as he ate continuously. It's probably the cruelest example of fat shaming in the book so far. Five chins? What the hell, man? <laughs> like, 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 is he Baron Harkonnen? Yes, exactly. Is he, is he that fat vampire from Blade? Yes. That, that, that's I, unrealistic. Two references I've never read or watched, but I know. You haven't seen Blade? I haven't seen Dune either. You don't need to have seen Dune. But I knew what a Harkonnen was. Okay, okay, you get a point for that. How have you not seen Blade? I mean, I'm just I'm just young enough. That's how. Okay, no, that's... Sorry. <laughs> it's unfortunately like, it was just, like, people two or three years older than me liked Blade. And I was like... Nah. <laughs> Can't. I saw The Matrix. Like Blade just felt like a weird, like, parody of that I style. The Matrix came after Blade. Either way, I saw The Matrix. I didn't see Blade. So, like... It's fine. But what about Confusion, the pump panel remix? I don't know what that is, man. I don't know what that is. Okay. Just read the book. Pump panel remix? What the fuck is a pump panel? Is that, like, at the gas station? You would you is that what it is? You wouldn't understand. I wouldn't. <laughs> anyway, just you know, this whole this whole chapter is a ton of fat shaming. It's like, oh, but, oh god, I just it's so awful. Um, so this they 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 have someone else to fat shame now. Yeah, but not only that, but then there's also this added element of like, oh, but they think being that fat is healthy. Like, oh, how stupid and fat are they? Because, like, Aunt Marge makes a couple points to me, like, oh, Dudley, you're going to grow up to be a really strong man, just like your father. And we know his father is, like, a tub. So, like, of course they're wrong is how we're supposed to right. read it. That, that that their worldview is skewed. Or maybe ours is. Like, <laughs> maybe the view we're getting is skewed. I'm not saying that Dudley doesn't oh, I see overeat what I see. Yeah. and, like, do, th- like, do things that aren't healthy and sure. is a dick. He is. But, like, it feels like... A book like this, as popular as it is, and as powerful as this character is, giving kids a roadmap to fat shaming and bullying seems like negligent homicide. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's necessarily fat shaming. It's any kind of shaming of people who deserve it by virtue of being your enemies, which is equally Ooh, problematic. Even that, though, it still feels like a stretch, because. If, if, if she had just done, okay, these are the way they're mistreating Harry, and that's really the biggest thing wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they're fine. But that would have been exactly what you're talking about. But it's not that. It's also like, yes, and they're fat. When you, have to, when you are forced in a situation where you're dealing with people who are 
purposely obtuse or clueless, that's frustrating, and you're gonna want to mock them because you've 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 extinguished your 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 good nature. And then it's like, okay, fine, you, I've tried and I've tried, but you're not gonna do this, so fuck you. Yeah, but like, fuck you, and then go into like, and I'm also gonna get real petty about it. Okay, and that's where yes, <laughs> like, you're right. <laughs> like, I get being. I get being done with someone who's obnoxious. I I have almost quit this podcast because of myself many times. I was really concerned about where that was gonna go. <laughs> Self-deprecating. Don't worry. Uh-huh. <laughs> For myself, in quotes. Piece of shit. No, like myself just, being you. So, oh yeah, yeah, me. Sometimes listening to the podcast, I go, "Oh, what a dick!" And it's always me uh, talking. But, you know, we are who we are. <laughs> Sometimes. Unless we have some polyjuice potion. Um... <laughs> what? I don't know. Something about the voice, the face, it was... Polyjuice potion. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, you can't do it. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who this guy is. Okay. Um, it's hot here. It, it is not... I mean, I have a note here about, like, why is Sirius Black on Muggle News? And they kind of address that in the next they, chapter. So, I'll, I'll, I mean, I just, I guess I'll comment on this with that information. Sure. It, I don't like it. You don't like it, it? I really don't like it. It bothers me a lot in, like, the world building, like, where, like, somehow the officials of the wizarding world are in contact, open contact about, their, comes up later about their existence. Yeah. That seems like really. I feel like for situations like this, though, it would be necessary. But it sort of again. They really want black back. I know, but like it also you have to. I don't think about it. I don't care about that. Like Mm -hmm. I get obviously they want black back, but like that sort of it makes me raise a lot more questions. Like how many other times did they know? How long has the have Muggle officials known about the Wizarding World? How did like why aren't these people driven mad by the exposure to the information that the wizards are hiding so carefully? Because they're politicians. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. Like, because I'm sure if it didn't work, they would obliviate them. That's weak. It is, man. Like, it's just, like, uh, you can't just de-neuralize somebody every time you make a writing error. No, not, well, you can if you have that power, sure. Every author has that power. That's why it's weak. Like, you have to work to not just be like, delete. Like... <laughs> That's what I'm. That's what bothers me is it's like it's suddenly thrust in upon us, the audience, to understand that for God knows how long, the Muggle world has interacted with the Wizarding world on some high level, high government official level, but that those officials are keeping it from us. I mean, like it makes. Here's what it feels like. It feels like how Doctor Who works. How you have like, you know, unit? yeah, unit works. Unit understands that the Doctor is real. They do their own shit. It's part of the British government. That's fine because you built because it's it's like real early on shit that's just very established as part of the universe. Okay. I feel like there's so much work put in the first two books about ex- it, it really pushing on the the reader mm-hmm. that 
the wizarding world and the muggle world are so crazy separate. Like, wizards hate muggles because they're not magic sometimes. Or other wizards are so enthralled by their gadgets that they don't know how a telephone works. Or, like, all this stuff, all this information's here about how these things are disparate and confusing, uh, confused about each other if they know they exist. To the point where, like, people are seeing flying cars and, and freaking out. Okay, but, like... Talking to children, things are black and white early on, and then as you age, shades of gray start to come into it. I, I mean, I know that's a very, <laughs> like, that's a chestnut when it comes to justifying Harry Potter. <laughs> it justifies Harry Potter. But it, it just, it can't be every time. Like, it can't just be like, well, yeah, but, you know. Well, I mean, we're getting more mature, too. But are, are you making the same argument every time? I'm No, it's just like... Re yes, but the argument is not is never wrong. <laughs> like, it's just more... It's like reading these books is essentially just finding more case evidence to build a case against these books being good. <laughs> like, and they're not bad. They're really not bad. They're really not no, they're bad. they're fantastic. They're sure. That's a <laughs> word you could use to describe it. I would use a different F word. But it is this. It is sort of the same like observations, just new supporting evidence to, to justify this observation. And it's not changing. And I feel like the thing that I really have a problem with is, is kind of just the writing style. Like I like it when fantasy books like this inform you along the way in a way that feels like natural. These feel like, and I've said before, they feel kind of like wedge. They feel like you're wedging in info. I can see that, but it also has that feeling of the the world building quality I like where it's so much more big and expansive and we're never going to know about it. Where it's like, oh, that's an interesting thing I would like to follow up on, but the story is this way and I'm just going to know that that exists and that gives the impression of a really big world. And Star Wars did that for a long time until Shit started happening like, oh, and Anakin made C-3PO. Right. And, oh, this is a... Yeah. But that's how this too. feels. This feels similar to Anakin made C-3PO. No, see, I, th I, think, it's, I think it's the opposite. I, I just feel like it doesn't make sense that the world wouldn't have... The world we experienced for two whole books, mm. like 600 pages or something up to this point, wouldn't have had some other explanation or awareness of this. Like, someone wouldn't have said, like, why would we have so much tension about the wizarding world versus the muggle world if if there are people in the muggle world who know the wizarding world exists is this not a thing that muggle the wizards know like it seems like in this the taxi driver knows why like the muggles had him on tv the taxi driver knows or excuse me the, the night bus driver the night bus driver knows like you're telling me a guy at that level of connection is so, somehow in the wizarding world so aware of how the the high level wizards in the the Ministry of Magic can just call up Muggles of high office and say, "Hey, by the way, uh, we have a really bad wizard on the loose. Kind of put out an APB." And then they do it, and and everyone in the wizard's like, "Yeah, that's normal." Except in two whole books, it's just evidence to explain that like Muggles have or wizards have no clue about what Muggles do. I would say Stan Shunpike, in the instance you're talking about, had already read the article. So he got to just lord over Harry. He knew more. He's like, of course he was on the Muggle News. I only found out 20 minutes ago. But of course, yeah, you should read the papers. Here, read this paper. But again, it's not, the, it's not the, the specific information that he knows. It's that he isn't surprised. But he isn't at all surprised that this is a communication avenue that exists. My argument is that 
whether he's surprised or not, he's using that moment to lord it over somebody that he knows more. Right, but the surprise would indicate that it, the, the lack of surprise indicates this is not abnormal. That this is something he's that just is... playing into the idea of being knowledgeable. It's really? a character defect. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, he doesn't seem like he is knowledgeable. I mean, I mean, which is all the more reason he would lean into a moment's. Okay, sure. To be fair, but there's another character in this scene. Ernie? That, yes, that could say, what the hell are you talking about, dude? You're full of shit. Ernie barely says more than R. That's true. And he's driving. And he's got the stick glasses on, so he's having a hard time seeing. He is concentrating on the road. It's true. Again, it comes to the point of, like, why isn't Harry saying, wow, is the muggle world and the wizarding world? They have, like, these kind of connections. Because he's blown away by everything. He's just blew up his it's, aunt. It's true. He is having a lot. Why didn't he ask, like... Why didn't he ask Fudge? Just like, ugh. ugh. Don't you ever have those conversations where you wish afterwards, like, oh, I should have asked those things that were totally pursuant to me staying alive and not horribly tortured I've never and died. Murdered. No, I've never had one of those situations where I've never well, been tortured and murdered. Well, whoop you Yes, whoop dee me indeed. Or you just luck through it like Harry Potter did. <laughs> What's happening here? I don't know, I had a, had a visual bit. <laughs> I figured I'd do it and just for you. <laughs> it's all staying in. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like that. I don't like it that this is a thing that just seems like, it just seems out of nowhere that suddenly there's a huge connection between the high governments of the muggle world and the, the government of the wizarding world. It just feels wrong and hopefully see, i don't know man like i get what you're saying like you know these things have to be introduced some way mm. but i feel like it would be it would it feels like she's writing two different stories okay it feels like she's writing a story about the muggles and the wizards who are at odds and then oh by the way they also totally work together if they need to and the, the muggles aren't like shock surprise and trying to burn these wizards to death because they you know are cool with it because they've come to terms with it it would... seems like totally different like worlds i mean it would explain the outcry that was mentioned in that same article. Like, all the pure-blood families are going to be like, why are you talking to muggles? I mean, that's fair. There was that. But, like, again, that if if that was the case, that like, it didn't imply that it was the first time this had happened. No, it was, it was not the first time it happened. Right, so there's... But there may be a precedence, right? I don't think it happens often. But, like, how, how many... But how often is not often? Like, you have to think about, okay, so you have... Uh, Prime ministers change every how many years? I don't really I don't know. know either. But it's got to be somewhere probably close to two to four to six. Sure. Somewhere in that range. Somewhere where you could have a handful of prime ministers in your lifetime mm -hmm. that you would vote on. So every three years, you have a new time when you have to make contact with a new prime minister to say, hey, by the way. This huh, comes up later. Oh, God, <laughs> this is so obnoxious. Okay, fine. It comes <laughs> up later. All right, JK. Maybe maybe it's just that the the way the events are relayed, the order in which the events yeah. are relayed, you're not happy. That that's really my problem. Is like okay. I don't. It doesn't. Yes, I want to be very clear. It doesn't bother me that the Muggles and the Wizards have a connection. Okay. It, I'm sorry if that wasn't clear. I really apologize. That's fine. Why is it coming in the th book three? Because that's the first time Harry would have run into it. Because we're, we're experiencing it, along with and, Harry. And that's fine. And I really do get that. Okay. What bothers me about it is that it feels like that... Sh if that's the knowledge it's being written with, there's a lot more that's going on that should have been informed differently. Okay. And and it should have been informed in a way... <laughs> I'm so sorry I took so long to get to this clarity. <laughs> but, like, it really should have been communicated in a way that explained, like... Uh, yeah, and, you know, sometimes, like, oh, by the way, Harry, you know, it's not all hate and murder. Like, sometimes, the, the like, the 
you know, minister of magic will talk to your prime minister in England. Back to it being her first book where it's really starting to feel like her own voice. Mm -hmm. You could consider this like a first book. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And so it was introduced for the first time in the first book. Yeah, that's... She's like, she's like, oh, I've got an idea of what the whole picture is going to look like now, and now I can write. That is some segregationist apologist bullshit. <laughs> I don't like the sound of that at all. Can we just keep calling it frog DNA? <laughs> that makes me sound way less horrible. Sounds like you're taking something you like and going like, come on, guys, <laughs> we all like this. We, can't, we all just like this. I mean, I like it. Don't you like it? Think about how good it is. I like it. You'll like it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but uh, a little bit more on the minutia of that, though. Okay. Part of what bothers me is the idea that, like, how that, the, the, the mechanism through which that information would get through to make it on a television show, a news program would be it would have to go through a lot of people who would be asking a lot of questions who are trained to ask questions right. who are that's who are, very true who are, are absolutely and the fact they're not getting good answers and they're means still either just they're being obliviated each and every instance right or they'd be uncovering something that would lead them to go there's a bigger story here what the fuck right that's absolutely true and yeah. fair yeah but i mean i know that's more of a nuanced thing that probably most people don't care about or sure. know but like it's a lot of people yeah um, that would ha- that would have to go through. I mean, by a lot. Okay, let's say six, but that's six you people. Mean like six organizations, six individuals uh, who who would be go from the information exists to it makes it on air. Yeah, but 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 think of all the different on airs. They want the story out there. Well, I mean, in Europe, it's what is BBC? Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, well, sure, but you're gonna have you know local newses. Any, do they? Any I don't, see, I don't know this. I don't as know. As far about... as I know, Azkaban's in the North Sea, which okay. is high above Scotland. Harry's hearing about this in London. Right, but... There's all sorts of counties, countries, cities, towns. But do they towns. actually have smaller TV stations? I don't know this. I'm assuming they just have a national TV station because that's all I've ever seen from the United States. I... Okay, but what radio broadcasts too? Do they have that? I don't know. I mean, BBC I... Radio is a big thing. Do they have smaller smaller radio stations besides BBC Radio? That I can't answer. So there's... I mean, that... I mean, I'm not asking like you to... radio, there would be subsidiaries because they didn't have satellite broadcasting right. then so right. it would make sense that they were like oh we work we're a bbc affiliate affiliate right that totally makes sense and local news is everyone's going to want local news yeah so at that point it's just one of those things that really hurts from not living in england and not knowing what that is like sure but i'm going to say that news distribution is going to be not that dissimilar to ours and as such that's a there's lot so of people. much more space here than there and that sort of helps justify like the the need to have the smaller markets it's a really interesting conversation. <laughs> How do they do it without us, you know, stopping and looking it up? Hmm. <laughs> I like this. Now we're gonna get into oh, what the what's the difference between call signs and why do you have W's and K's? <laughs> well, on the east, no. <laughs> <laughs> the east of the Mississippi River. So, it even if it's just like six people, sure, right? Even if it's just the one station, if it's Which just I BBC, can't fathom. I cannot fathom that, but I will give it to you. Just right. six people. Sure, sure. There's all of those people are trained to be like to ask a little bit more <laughs> to ask and each all everyone down the line from, mm-hmm. you know, from whoever gets the, from the prime minister to whatever news director exists in that world to whatever, uh, you know, assignment editor or, or whatever sure. goes down all the way in line to the show producer to the anchor that's going to read it. Sure. 
every one of those people is going to go, I need to understand this before I talk about it. And let's continue this analogy. Let's say they're all obliviated. Sure. All abracadabra, whatever right, it is, right. to I'm going to say this on air and not think about it again. Right. And it's going to go all the way through, what have you. You're still going to have those handsome, stalwart members of the control room going, the fuck is this? This isn't a story. Right. And blog about or it. Or saying why it. Why? Well, blog in 92, but sure, sure. it's going to get out there. Sure. But but even, okay, let's say it can't even stop there. Sure. Audiences exist. <laughs> I mean, well, as we saw, Vernon's like, there was not enough information in that story. Yes, yes, exactly. If, if, if Uncle Vernon can say, this is dumb. <laughs> That's a really good point. It feels like everyone in England should be like, this is dumb. <laughs> the bar is presumably set pretty low for his intelligence right. and his capacity to say, there's not enough here and I'm kind of afraid. Why isn't he rap like getting his family together and heading out of that stupid fucking island he has a little right. cottage on? Right. Uh, it, <laughs> yeah, it just it just loses a lot. It, it makes It's very tenuous. Whatever. It's a kid's book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm still waiting for 26. I'm on page 21 now. Oh. You said page what? 26. Damn, dude. You're on like... All right. Um, I, I didn't have a lot of notes cause, since so much of it was recap. I did like how she snuck new information in the recap and it went back and forth. And it felt like some of the... New information was recap and, and and vice versa, and so it was it was not completely tedious, but so much of it was just recap. I didn't have anything to say on it. No, me neither. I mean, I really did. I I I worked it a little bit at having something to say in the first chapter. I mean, I just sort of went into my default, like what what annoys me, and sure. like put that stuff down. But like I will say, uh, at the end of this chapter, I really I really respect J.K. for putting the word bitch in her kids' book. Like that's pretty cool. Oh oh, <laughs> me and other readers would be like. Has he, has he skipped ahead? But no. There's more? There's more bitches? <laughs> There's one very famous one that I do not want to say anything more about. Perfect. I do Perfect. not want to ruin, but... No, she... But uh, yes, the, it's something wrong with the bitch. Because yeah, it's in the movie, yeah. too. Yeah, it is. It's, it's heavy. It's one that's I, pretty much leading right into my notes. It, it might be kind of weird, because that might be one of the things that, like, really pushed me into... Like, you know, seeing two, the first two movies and being like, all right, fine, they're kind of exciting and fun. Like, they're just popcorn movies. But then, like, the third one where she says, bitch, I'm like, I'm into this. Like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, this one's hooked me. I gotta, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I want to watch, I want to see if they're going to say bitch again. Because they did arguably, you know, mean. They used a, it totally correctly. Dog, but the subtext was all, that she was clearly oh, yeah. talking about Harry's mom. She just stabbed him in the heart. And <laughs> then his, the glass exploded, which was my first note. Go, uh, hold um, on a second. Um, I, I, I did, on the bitch it, note. Before... Uh, just again. Okay, so... <laughs> We've had racism. <laughs> we've had slavery. We've had child abuse. We've had underage sex in these books. <laughs> so far, allegedly, presumably, undeniably. <laughs> that happened quick. <laughs> but then, somehow, with all of those little touchstones hitting these offensive opportunities and categories somehow calling Harry's dead mom a bitch <laughs> is it has got to be the most offensive thing so far in this story. Sure. Like, because again, every other one of those things is kind of like you're supposed to have a little bit of whimsy because elves don't exist. It's okay to be racist against elves. Right, right. Or like, oh, you know, goblins don't exist. Fuck them. Like, <laughs> 
all of that's really easy just to like forget about because these are awkward, ugly, monstrous creatures, and they're described as such. But, but like everybody's got to know. Every reader has got to have read that and gotten a pain right. in their heart of like feeling like someone's coming after their mom and calling their mom a bitch, and that is so cool. Like, <laughs> it is so cool that she put that in there because it's like one again undeniably it makes Aunt Marge a really horrible character. Yeah. So good job, you know? Like You're finally on Harry's yeah, side. Yeah, well, n well, yeah, but not really on Harry's side. I'm just on the side of decency. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Always just on the side of decency. Sure. I mean, she is, she's being really horrible. Right. Like, even the thing about him getting chased up the tree by the dog, it's like, I mean, again, I find that hard to believe, Harry. It feels a little exaggerated. I've stepped on plenty of dogs, and guess what? They don't chase me up trees till midnight. Right. Like, it, for, come on, man. What really happened? <laughs> did you did you stab that dog, Harry? <laughs> Set it on fire like you did yeah. the phoenix. Did you did you make its eyeballs invisible like you did that glass with the snake? Oh damn! Did you make it? Did you make its gallbladder explode like that like wine glass? Who knows, Harry? You could do anything. Anyway, did you have a problem with the wine glass and not getting a ministry thingy? Oh, Wait, uh, a warning. Uh, because they talk about that later. Um, oh, they, they they talk about that specifically though, because I just wondered. It made me think about how kids, especially going through puberty, who've been to Hogwarts, are going to come home and have emotional outbursts that make things explode, and they're going to still be able to go to school. Um, and I just wondered if the uh, well, honestly, we're kind. I mean, that's interesting that you say that because it makes me wonder if we're supposed to think that this is something that all wizards deal with. I feel like it is. That's what this specifically, the later one, the blowing her up is is a little too much, but this um here here's my I, I don't I didn't have a problem with it. And okay. this is kind of why. I mean, not really. I didn't have a problem with it either, and I, I think I figured out why, but I was just wondering what where you stood on it. Um it felt it didn't feel like it, it didn't feel like something that would happen normally to any kid. I guess is where I'm coming from. Oh, okay. It kind of feels like it's supposed to be more of an implication about like how powerful Harry Potter is. Okay. Like that he is like every time you read X-Men comics about Jean Grey. Sure. And uh, like her growing up and like her having these like super immensely powerful, you know, powers that she just can't control and she she's driven mad by them or whatever. That's kind of how it feels it's like the same sort of parallel and I'm 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 frog DNAing this, but it feels like you know, you have, that's where we're supposed to, I think that's what we're supposed to read into Harry is that he is so powerful. He's mm -hmm. such a strong wizard that he can uncontrollably do something seemingly really difficult and dangerous. And that we as the audience are supposed to look at that and say, oh, wow, like, he, look how, he, if he could only get that under control, if he could only master it and craft it into a weapon that would suit him and benefit him, he'd be, a, he'd be the savior of the universe. No. I think I think it happens to all kids. Um, just temper outbursts, and because it's not a specific spell, I think I think whatever is monitoring them, like it knew the hover charm was used, which is a thing, as opposed to just an explosion of rage. So see, I would accept that if Cornelius Fudge doesn't say something like, "Well, you know, that's understandable, especially now," because like it, it sort of implies like that they wouldn't be understanding. Of this before this serious black I feel like it could be advocated because because when he gets in trouble later, as you know from the movie, he uses a specific spell out of school. Whereas now, I think the only reason the ministry got involved. Are you talking was, about book six, five. Okay. Um, I mean, he has to go. With Dudley. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, but here the only reason the ministry had to get involved is because they had to, re to repair Marge, mm, which yeah. is another note I have. That's gross. Do you have anything else after 26? Yes. What's that? When Harry leaves, he says, I've had enough, and I was like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh, but not because I don't like these books. It's more just like, like you kind of mentioned earlier, it's so repetitive. Like there's so little to talk about without just talking about God, this is repetitive. And I will say, while this accounts for everything that happens later, plot-wise, um, the movie does kind of goes fast. speed through it. Yeah. yeah. It, it jumps. All this well, I think one of the things that the movie does that the book doesn't, I think I think the whole Aunt Marge thing happens in like an evening yeah. as opposed to a week. Right, right, right. So that helps a the lot. The glasses is, is like is four a... nights away from the yes. balloon. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, Since we're there, which I had a... Where did I put that? I mean, again, I just wish that Harry would actually be like truthful to his statement. Like, I've had enough. Fine, dude. Go live with Hagrid. Stop sticking around to torture these poor people. Like, it's, it's, it's like he's a sadist and a masochist. He loves torturing them, but he loves getting the excuse to torture them. Mm -hmm. He loves that they treat him just bad enough to where if he explained it to anybody, like, they would get it. Like, there's that moment in, like, book one or something where he says, like, yeah, but you don't know the Dursleys. Right. Like, you don't know how bad I have it, and I deserved it. I Like, they, they <laughs> needed me to be that way to them. And it's just like, oh, wow. <laughs> That's, like, some early onset psychosis. Are you a big Pink Floyd fan? No. I'm not either. I don't don't really like Dark Side of the Moon. I don't not like it. I don't know it. I don't know Dark Side of the Moon. Some, the of, some of my best friends are the Dark Side of the Moon, okay? I'm not saying I don't like the Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> I, did, I did come I, off like that a little. So oh. many of my friends are walls. All of them, in fact. I like money. <laughs> love money. Just want to, on my record, that I love money. Will you shut up? <laughs> I don't care for that at all. That's hilarious, but I don't care for that. Animals. What I like the animals? album Animals. Oh, okay, I'm not familiar with it. Okay, it's based on Orwell. And Pink Floyd based was on what? Oh, Orwell. The Animal Farm. Animal Farm, okay. okay. Not not the Beach Boys album, Animal Sounds. Pet Sounds? Same thing to me. Wow. Wow. Okay, well, I think we learned a little bit more about you. Right there. Anyway... At Pink Floyd concerts during Animals, and I think later on because of it, they had huge pig balloons that okay. they would fly, like massive. Okay. I always wondered if uh, Aunt Marge, if, if there was like a reference to that. <laughs> discuss. Uh, <laughs> uh, discuss this thing you have no understanding of. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and go. Uh, no. <laughs> um, I think you're wrong. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Done. Uh, Whedon, man. Whedon? It's just so, so in-depth <laughs> we went with that. Um, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? I think it might be. Like, how so? What makes you think that? It's it's a very British thing. It would oh, have okay. been in the culture. I feel like she's of the age group where she would have listened to that, gone to concerts, seen it, and been like, huh. The zeitgeist. The will? zeitgeist. What does that guy mean? Like, what is the, the root spirit. word? Ghost? Yeah. Yeah, so spirit of the generation. I don't think it's necessarily generation, okay. but like that but mentality like, of the time. That, yeah. Like, like, okay. Yeah. So. Cool. Inimical. I don't know what that means. I don't either. It feels <laughs> right. <laughs> it, well, 
if it feels right, do it regardless of how anybody else feels. Mm, mm, no, that's, that's what you said that's today. Not, no. Yep. Okay. On record. So, and that takes us, I believe, to the night bus, unless. Um. Yeah, I guess we're on the night bus now. Um. Yeah, he leaves. So here's. I've had enough. Yeah. And he heads out. To meet. Um. An interesting, scary shape. Yeah, I, I kind of want to talk about that. So I th- was. We're supposed to believe that that was serious or Lupin. We know, or Lupin. It's, we know it's serious. We know it's serious. Well, I know it's serious. Okay, see, I didn't know that. It will be told my, to you later. But here's my other question. See, I, I keep thinking that you remember the movies as well as I remember the movies. I don't. And so I divide my brain into yeah, book yeah. brain and You're movie brain. You're doing a very good job, by the way. And I look at movie brain and go, oh, well, clearly he would know this because it was in the movie. Right. It's not the case. Nope. Okay. Not, not always. Okay. <laughs> um, well, here's what I was getting at. So was Sirius calling the night bus? No. Who called the night bus? Ah, aha, because I looked for it. Harry called the night bus. How? He stepped backwards. Well, he, Harry. Harry stepped backwards. His legs hit his trunk and he tripped. His wand flew out of his hand as he flung out an arm to break like his fall. Well, didn't I don't you understand. see? Flung okay, hold on. Hold on. I think it's in Stan's ad. Yeah. Welcome to the night bus. Emergency transport for the stranded witch or wizard. Just stick out your wand hand. Step on board. So that's how you hail them. Stick out your one hand. <laughs> that seems like a really easy gesture to accidentally summon I think a night like bus. You to, uh, and then that bus will pick it with a force. That feels like you're st- <laughs> sticking it out there, or <laughs> you're bracing yourself because you're going to fall on it. Uh-huh. See? No, Same they gesture. They don't feel like this. Uh, maybe Once, if maybe I watch, a little more 45 degree angle. Maybe if also. You're falling, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's still 90 degrees from your body. It's all about math. What if you did that in your bed? Like, if like, you're just like. I'm saying. Eh. <laughs> your arm's got to be at a right angle if it's acute if it's obtuse you're not getting on the night bus but if it's a 90 degree but every dueling spell is done no in that comes up oh my god yeah this and you got a little so... bend in your elbow do you not know proper wand dueling form you're fucking embarrassing me <laughs> alright <laughs> okay listeners are charmed but you have to deal with this all the time yeah I know <laughs> <laughs> Um, He's rocking back I, and forth. I can accept it. Okay. <laughs> it's just that <laughs> it does feel. It feels like I just don't. I don't read it right. I think there's a lot of nuance in these books. Sure. Yeah. There's a lot of nuance. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of open pastures of nuance. <laughs> Fields of nuance. Where, where you can just build your own reason for things. <laughs> That's what I do best. Yeah. You're a real pioneer. <laughs> Little house in the prairie. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> it, I mean, I, I like, here's the thing. Here's my actual problem with it. I liked it better with the idea of it being Lupin, like, in a bad state. Summoning Seriously? the night bus to get help. No, Lupin. Oh, because oh, they're both oh. they're both can turn into dog looking things, like monstrous dog looking things, right? From Harry's perspective, I don't think Lupin has any control over it, though. I I agree. What I'm saying is that he it would be kind of interesting to have a character who's who's distraught, out of control, about to turn into a werewolf, werewolf, summon some help, like the night bus to I feel take like him somewhere. he'd be summoning dinner. Ooh, that's well, no, because when he summons, he's in his he's in his good mind state. He knows it's coming. And he's doing his last ditch effort to get somebody to come. But this is already a beast. 
Yeah, because the summoning, we know there's a there's a period of time between summoning and and like I don't arrival. think, but I'm saying I don't think Lup, Lupin would know how much time he has until his consciousness departs. Well, we like, we know he like, transforms oh, if pretty I call quick. Somebody now I'm going to eat them. See, I don't think that, I I would hope that he would be like maybe I can call somebody and they will like stop me, like they'll be able to stop me. I think that's pretty. Lupin's smarter guy than that. He's, He's smarter than that. And he also if wouldn't, the like, homomorphous charm even exists, right? It's going to be known by some old weasened wizard in. Weasened? Yeah, weasened. Is that? Is yeah, it's it? a word. Okay. No, up. no, and it is. I'm just. Okay. Is that the pronunciation? Yeah. Okay. Well, would you prefer weasened? No, I don't have a preference. I just probably always assumed it was weasened. So I always think it's wheeze like I'm old and frail and wheezing, not wise like oh, I'm wise because it's. But isn't that the way it's supposed to be defined as? Is no, it smart. I always thought it was like frail. Oh, I don't know. There's no. so many words we don't know <laughs> that we're just outing ourselves as not knowing. Yeah, but I'm, I think I'm outing myself as someone who can uh, use these words without knowing them because I'm that good. Someone who's brash and confident. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, so sure, it, it wouldn't work if it was Lupin, but that's why I was, I, I guess, okay. that's why I, I had an issue with it. Story it's because I was like, well, oh, like wouldn't it. it be cool if it was yeah. that instead? Because I have a little bit more knowledge than someone who's never read it. Sure. Um, the way, and never seen the films. But you uh, have seen the films. So I, I know a little more than a person who has. Someone who has. Yes. yes. Okay. Sorry. Um, I'm not. I'm unfortunately not the, the perfect. You know, control for sure. this. But this is exactly one of those points I'm talking about where, or I've talked about in the past where, you go from something that could be terrifying and horrible. Harry sees a large black monster with crazy eyes mm-hmm. staring at him. He falls over. And then suddenly he's whisked away on some sort of jaunty, like, <laughs> goofball bus. With beds and hot chocolate. A purple th- triple-decker bus with hot chocolate and a shrunken head? How crazy. No shrunken head in the book. I know, I noticed that. That was weird. Well, J.K. Rowling was like, oh, I should have done that. She liked it when she saw that. Sounds you like shut that. up. I don't like anything you're about to say. <laughs> so- sounds like she'd love good ideas. Please like and subscribe. Water, water everywhere. Not a drop to drink. Doesn't make sense here. No. Well, the idea is that she she would love to have something she just doesn't have. Oh, it's better than that you explained it. Yeah. So the night bus. She's got plenty of ideas. None of them good is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean that. I'm just like I'm just I'm just kind of amped up, guys. Like we've been away for a while. I'm having fun. Just getting into it. Being a little goofball. Sorry. Your jovial and convivial tone. Convivial? Do you even know what that one means? Yeah, I know what that means. <laughs> Jovial. I don't know. Your delivery there of, yeah, I know what that means, sounded so much like two girls at a sleepover fighting. <laughs> yeah, I know what that means. I've seen every episode of My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. Of course I knew who Twilight Sparkle's mom is. I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's a thing. It's not, uh, it's not, not Friendship is Magic anymore. It's all living Maddie now. What? Yeah. What happened to Equestria Girls? Mm-mm. Live and Maddie. What is that? I don't even know what that means. It's a twin sitcom on uh, Disney. Is it not pony related at all? No. Why would I care about it? You wouldn't. I don't. I'm just saying I, I don't even watch. care about Equestria Girls. It seems creepy. I don't like it. It is creepy. Friendship with Magics. End all be all. Or be all end all. End all, end all be all. Yeah. First you kill everything. <laughs> and then there's only the one thing. No, I, I understand. End all be all. <laughs> uh, I, I just think there are other fun things in the world no but not not friend not fun pony related things which is now what i'm talking about oh i didn't realize we're moving on to a podcast called death ponies (laughs) i'm in anyway
Pinkie Pie is still my favorite. She's great. Nightbus. Yeah, Nightbus. I mean, Nightbus is, I don't know, man. It just it just has that, my, my take on Nightbus, fine, it's fun and fanciful. It, same thing. Mm-hmm. Same as that weird transition between scary to, like, like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Just, like, it's hard to, it's hard for me to stomach those transitions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, right out of it into Harry's now suddenly with the Minister of Magic in a pub alone. And he's like, he knows he's broken the law and he might be in a lot of trouble. So it's like, it's just this crazy fluctuation between high stress and everything's goofy and all right. I just have, I'm having a hard time managing. So it just felt like 13 to me. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it's terrible. It's, it's an emotional roller coaster that you want to escape. In talking to the Minister of Magic, I read something I think I've never read before. Okay. You've definitely read it before, but what do you mean? I, I, I didn't process it then. Oh, interesting. Or I didn't pick up on it. And I think you even picked up on it because you made a comment last time I mentioned it. Mentioned the event to which they're speaking. You went, ooh, gross. What? I say that a lot. Yeah, you... Hold on. We'll get to it. I'll find it again. Ah, yes. Here we go. Ah, you will be pleased to hear that we have dealt with the unfortunate blowing up of Miss Marjorie Dursley. Two members of the the... Accidental Magical Reversal Department were dispatched to Privet Drive a few hours ago. Miss Dursley has been punctured. Yeah. And I went, what? Yeah, yeah. That's horrifying. Yeah. See, here's, this is, again, a big reason why I mentioned Doll. Okay. Because this is almost exactly as what happens to Violet Beauregard. Does she puncture or she squeeze? She's she's juiced. juiced. I was I always thought that was a squeezing thing. I do too, but like, why wouldn't it also be a puncturing thing? That's a good point. Like, why wouldn't you just drain? Like, like they didn't say drain with Violet, but like, they say puncture here, so it either implies that she's full of hot air, mm. which would be she, the she is gro- floating. It'd be the groan-worthy thing to say. Yeah. But like, I I really I like the grosser factor of like she's full of juice, and they have to drain her like a cyst or a boil. Yeah. That. Because that's what you you would puncture something that was yeah, you said heavy with. I guess you could puncture a balloon. A balloon? You'd pop a you'd balloon. You'd pop though. a balloon, yeah, yeah. And you wouldn't pop this woman. She would die. <laughs> it's just they're talking about exploding her. Uh, unless, of course, you're like doing that thing where you cut a balloon at the at the tie off. You could, put, you could put some tape on there and put a needle in. Right, and it doesn't right. probably pull the needle back out and it would have a hole. That would yeah. be a puncture, I guess. But yeah, it does feel like she's being drained. <laughs> where, would they, where would they puncture her? I w- Neck? honestly, when, when I thought it, yeah. I thought of like lower leg. I thought like you know back of the back of the uh, calf. I don't know why. Just that was exactly where my mind went. I was like, oh, that they probably like, punctured her calf and let her drain out. Because I was thinking about gravity going down. So like you'd want to get a low point of puncture so that every all the juice would just flow out naturally without having to like. All right, I'm still th- I'm still kind of hung up on the air thing, thinking it would go up. It probably is more accurately air. I am probably mis mis. I'm sure it's some, some sort it of magical. It could be a magical fluid that is lighter than air. Magical fluid lighter than air. Magical fluid lighter than air. Magical fluid lighter than air. Magical fluid. No one is gonna like this podcast. I love it. <laughs> it just it just sounds like two kids with Asperger's talking about Harry Potter. <laughs> That's what it is. It's like watching a movie where where, where <laughs> it's like watching uh, Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman both be Rain Man. <laughs> It'd be nothing but watching Wapner, man. It'd be it. 
watching Wapner. <laughs> Stay tuned for our follow-up pop- podcast. Watching Wapner. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, I think I think that's pretty much it for my notes. My my only other note really is just my fu- fury of this whole thing again about the rules of the wizarding world like harry being like i don't get it i broke the rules like am i am i in trouble and fudge being like no <laughs> and then the, and being like well why did i get a letter the last time and i didn't even do that like how poorly run is the ministry of magic like it's just so frustrating i don't know if it's i'm sure no it's poorly run but i feel like there's a lot of um good old boy or whatever the british equivalent is yeah and it's like, whatever, Harry, you're being tracked by a murderer and we haven't told you about that yet. It's <laughs> true. We've already spent all, look at this one, we've already spent all this, all these galleons on protection you don't even know about yet to keep you safe. Ugh. We've got shit going on at the school you don't know about yet. It'd be pretty lame if we expelled you and then he goes after you wherever you are and all that's gone to waste. So really, we're saving the government money and time by letting you by letting you off on this. It still bothers me, though. Oh, it's like, bothersome. It, it bothers me in a way where I can... What bothers me more than anything is that I relate to Harry Potter's frustration. Like, I'm with him and being like, yeah, this is stupid. It's dumb that this world keeps changing on you. It's, it's, it's like... Kind of like the real world? I mean, there's some level of explanation that you can find in the real world. Like... Yeah, most of the time. So the level of explanation, oh, we're not going to send you to Azkaban for blowing up your aunt. Next. Yeah, but like, I would be so much more interested if there was a, a narrative of like, hey, this world is run poorly and shit doesn't make sense. How about we go fix that? <laughs> like, Well, the world is clearly run poorly and doesn't make sense. That's why it's very easy for a evil totalitarian monster to take over. Are we still talking about Harry Potter? Oh, yeah, totally Harry Potter. What else could I be talking about? My voice got all high. I don't know. I'm, um, I'm worried that there's some sort of level of trees in here now. <laughs> <laughs> no, the trees are outside. Yeah, the trees aren't trees in. Aren't in here. There are trees out. <laughs> trees <It's>... out. Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. Episode um, one. Also, why wouldn't... So here's another problem I have. Fudge doesn't sign his permission slip. Dude. He doesn't want Harry going off to be un- unobserved in Hogsmeade <gasps> where there's no protections. I mean, that, that one's obvious. Come on. This No, it's not. It's just well, okay, it's here's not the obvious thing. to Harry, but we know that there's a killer on the list that's connected to Harry. I think if, one of the things that bothers me about okay. this is that it's, if, you're right, it does kind of feel like being 13 where people are doing things, like your parents are fucking telling you one thing because they're trying to like pacify or like placate you. And raise but, but, you like, correctly. Right, but instead of just fucking tell me what's happening. Right. Don't lead me off on some sort of bullshit like because I you're my parents. I want to trust you. Just tell me the fucking truth. Don't tell me some bullshit like story to like keep me moving along the line you need me to move. Just tell me the truth, man. It works a lot better. I promise. Mm-hmm. Like because now all you're doing is making me realize when I find out the truth later being like, oh, cool. I guess I don't fucking trust you. Like, why should I? Like, I tried. I wanted to. I did up to this point, and now we're in this situation where I'm supposed to trust you because you had my best interest heart. Fuck that. <laughs> Whatever. Um, it like I look at it more like Fudge is literally his guardian at this point. He's totally within his rights to sign that. Just tell the kid. Tell the kid. Hey. All right, man. It's late. It's late. I know you want to get off to like room eleven, but have some chocolate. Have some hot chocolate. Here it comes. There's a guy. He's a murderer. Mass murderer. He's kind of after you. <laughs> okay? He, he kind of... We think he wants to kill you. 
motivations aren't that clear. I mean, we thought he was bad and we sent him to Azkaban, but the thing about Azkaban is it drives people crazy. So he might be even more dangerous now, and that's kind of our bad. So the best thing for you is to just go to Hogwarts, try to live your life best you can, but if you wouldn't mind just keeping in mind that guy wants to kill you <laughs> and if you wanted to if you're going to go out to hogsmeade i mean i our protections don't really extend that far so i'm just going to be straight with you man it's it's just for your own safety like you okay you're harry potter i get it you're the boy who lived but i mean you and, and, <laughs> hear me out you defeated voldemort twice arguably three times the baby one i don't think counts as much but <laughs> arguably three times and and it just I mean yeah you you get a lot of respect from me and everybody at the ministry we're all big fans uh, we, we think you do a great job at, at surviving and the and be, the boy who living but just let us help in this one like trust me it's not a good guy he's dangerous just stay in the castle please uh, that's it. That took like maybe two minutes, like, to explain to like all of it, and then go have a fucking nap with Hedwig. Like, go, it's fine. It's late, you're tired. Yeah, it's and that's it. And we don't have this whole like, oh, I'm so confused. I don't understand why. Uh, I'm gonna now I'm gonna sneak out and I'm gonna have to go to Hogsmeade and like I have to have do all these like I have to break all these rules and like learn people trying to protect me some like fucking ass backwards way. It's just fucking stupid. Just be straightforward. Any uh, ministers of magic listening? That was a freebie. Just, just do it better next time. Be honest with the kid. Just be honest with the kid, man. All these fucking adults. I'm so sick of them in this story. I'm so sick of them not treating this kid like he deserves to be treated. Like, and I don't mean just like treating him like a psychopath. I mean also treating him like he's just a person who could understand when he's in danger like he's proven himself twice he killed mm -hmm. a fucking basilisk right with a magic sword that deus ate out of nowhere so i don't know if i have anything else i don't think i have anything here. else either um i will i will say that at least up to this point my prediction from last season holding true <laughs> uh, so far what's what's what, what other beats are left to cover well, we had we covered what's the harry potter bingo bingo is Harry is at the Dursleys and he hates it. Right. <laughs> and then he gets out of the Dursleys and finds his way to Hogwarts in some new and fantastic way. Right. Check. Check. <laughs> 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 and, then, <laughs> and I think there's, I think I had something about the, him going to the Great Hall and having the introduction to the school, um, the sorting and stuff. But then it's like. Because we missed that last time. There's but no... but it but he did it. Ha we know it happened, and it was it was pretty integral part of the plot was okay. that it because Ginny's a sure, sure. door and some other things. I think that was like probably the least important part of these, uh, the bingo. But um, I did add it last time, so sorry. Um, if I had to cut one, it'd be that one. But then we have this long drawn out sort of boring mystery with oh new introduction of a new defense of the instant dark arts teacher. That's a big one. There's always a new defense of the dark arts teacher. Then there's a long drawn out mystery that eventually ends with Harry and 
and the new Defense of the Insta Dark Star Teacher in a secluded, dungeony kind of place where they have a final battle with Voldemort, and then that's it. <laughs> it's over. Duh. And I feel like it's going to be the case this time. I feel like it, it might be. be. I feel like it might be. Well, it, it could be the case every. It time. could be here or where. Nobody spoil this for Doug. Werewolf, here or where? Neither here nor where. Wolf. Mel Brooks is turning over in his grave. He's not dead. He's, he's a weird guy. He would be. <laughs> he's a weird guy. That's better. That's a good one. <laughs> That's good. Um, do you have anything else? I don't think I have anything else. This is an introductory chapter, so less less to pick apart. Yeah. Oh, actually, I have something else. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to say, at the end of this episode, I wanted to thank all of our listeners because... Uh, we have a, we have some data from uh, Podbean that lets us know where people are listening mm-hmm. to to Death Readers, and I just wanted to put out a thank you to all the people uh, in the United States. We have quite a lot of downloads from the United States; it's where we get most of our downloads, and that's awesome. But the cool thing about Death Readers is technically we are kind of international now. <laughs> we are kind like, of international. People in other countries besides the United States listen to us, so I want to give a huge shout out to the uh, people or person in British Columbia, Canada. Who's, who's listened a couple of times. If you're listening, you rule. Throw us a, a, a like and a review on Podbean or... or Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. That'd be great. We'd really appreciate it. Um, if you're one of the people who are listening in Victoria, New South Wales, or Queensland, Australia, super cool that you're listening. Hopefully, we didn't say anything disparaging Australia at all. Cause Could we? They're I amazing. Don't, they're amazing. We love Australia. I'm not even joking. Like, this isn't even pandering. Legit love Australia. Everything there will kill you, but I love it. Um, (laughs) And then, uh, thrown out a little bit further into the world, someone in the United Kingdom has listened to us five times. I'm assuming it's one person listening to five episodes. You are probably the only person in the UK who likes us, so tell your friends about us. We we, we want more people in the UK listening because it's the birthplace of Harry Potter. We, we want to get in there. We want people there to like us and listen. And then talk about how stupid we are because uh, we definitely are. But the, the, the coup de grace was for us, I think, both. Someone in Romania is listening. And if you are the person in Romania, you rule. Thank you for listening. No idea how you heard about us, but you're the best. Uh, <laughs> throw us a like and review on all those other places. Last but not least, uh, take a shout out to the USA, uh, people listening in New York, North Carolina. We got a bunch from North Carolina, which is really cool. Georgia, floor of the line, got something there. Wow. Uh, got a couple in Texas, a couple in California, Oregon, Washington, Alaska. Uh, there's one person who downloaded one in Indiana. If you know anybody in Indiana, tell them about this podcast because that doesn't, I don't like that. I want more people from Indiana listening. Get them, get them listening. Uh, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, all you people who have listened, thank you very much. Uh, and remember, it helps us a lot to write in re- those like reviews and everything. But also tell your friends if they if they like it or if you know talk about us on social media in some way. It just it helps a lot to get the word out and get more downloads. So thank you for being patient with us for the couple weeks we were off. We're back. We're doing this. Harry Potter book three, Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, That was Death Readers. Death Readers. Yeah, I'm Doug. I'm Rob. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Thanks. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean. These reviews might seem silly, but they actually help us out a lot. 
Check us out on Twitter, at Real Death Reader. If you want more Death Readers content, there's more available by joining Death Readers Patreon at www.patreon.com slash deathreaders. If you hate us and want to tell us how terrible we are, please send all hate mail comments to our Reddit account, you slash deathreaders. Uh, red leather, yellow leather. Red rum, yellow rum. <laughs> I like that better. Red rum, yellow rum. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even get through one pass. That was great. God, that sucked. Hello. <laughs> nope. Just gonna do them. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm just so gonna, sorry. I'm just gonna do them. That's no, fine. I don't want to spend time oh, coddling hate. you. Just want to do it. You are the auteur. I I'm sorry. I'll just get your your cappuccino. <laughs> it's Mr. too hot Doug? for that. It's too hot for that. If you want to give me an ice mocha, I'll take it. Okay. I think we. I think one and done. One and done on that take, Rob. <laughs> Nailed it. We got it. It's in we the, got it. In the can. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. <sighs> We're doing it again. What did I do? You didn't do it wrong. I did it wrong. Okay. Here. Okay.